The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code ROSS. That's code ROSS for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net in New York. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. If you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting, you've come to the right place. It's the Even Money Podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezzik. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money Podcast. And man, you have come to the right place for a lot of reasons. Number one, we're presented by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, that is the place to be. Just use the promo code PODCAST1 for the 50% sign-up bonus. And also, because we are on a roll, baby. I am now up 30-plus units for the season. We had a winning record again on our best bets last week, even after having to make a correction for last week. Uh, we had a Packers-Giants scoring error. I'm still up 30 units. Steve's up 8 units. It is absolutely glorious. Check out Steve on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. He is the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. Our podcast handle is at RTF Podcast. Hopefully you guys have been following our best bets. You'd be winning money that way this year, and you'd be winning a lot of money if you've been following my bets, having another good year, which is nice. Last year was down year before that was really good. Uh, speaking of really good, ExpressVPN. This is important for those of you that travel a lot, especially, or you're in public places a lot. You know when you go on other Wi-Fi, people can get into your stuff. It's not good. You need ExpressVPN. You need your own virtual private network when you're in a hotel, when you're in an airport, it comes with apps for computers, mobile, digital media players like Fire TV. Plus, you can use ExpressVPN every time you go online to keep all your network data encrypted, secure, and safe from hackers. That's the key. Fastest VPN I've ever tried. Costs less than $7 per month. You get a 30-day money-back guarantee. Protect your online activity today. And find out how you can get three months free at expressvpn.com. 
slash even money. That's expressvpn.com slash even money for three months free with a one year package. Visit expressvpn.com slash even money to learn more. All right, Steve. So before we go through everything for last week, week 14, uh, I did want to say something at the start here. We had a, an error last week. Um, the Birdman, who we love, at L Birdman on Twitter. And by the way, I saw where one of you pointed this out to the Birdman last week, which is much appreciated, by the way. At L Birdman, E L B I R D M A N, Todd Bergman. Everybody makes mistakes, and you let them know that uh, we did not have Green Bay last week as a best bet. In fact, I had passed the game, Steve, and you had taken the Giants getting the points because of the underlying statistics. So that was not a best bet at all. Ended up, and it was actually a, a two-unit loss for you rather than a two-unit win for both of us. So the Birdman is human. Um, he has said that he will be better, and more importantly, I am going to check each week before we come on the show. I can do a better job of that. I did that this week, and so we should be good with our calculations this week. Uh, We will start, Steve, uh, with the Bears-Cowboys last Thursday night. Cowboys were laying three. It was our first best bet of the week. I put two units on it. You put one unit on it, and the Bears came through. So that was two units for me, one unit for you, and a best bet that cashed for us. Did you feel like that game was more Bears are playing better or Cowboys are playing worse? You know, I think it's more – I'm trying to understand how Trubisky can run 10 times in that game and be so effective when he had not run for more than 18 yards all year long. So do I give credit for Trubisky to take advantage of that, or do I you know, criticize Dallas for not adjusting to the fact he was suddenly running? Probably um, 50-50 on that, but that was a big part of the reason the Bears were able to move the ball. Carolina and Atlanta, I leaned Carolina. Glad it was only a lean. You passed the game. Carolina got smashed. They were getting two and a half. Our next best bet, we like the Bills getting five and a half against the Ravens on Sunday. Bills had to settle for a bunch of field goals, and they lost 24 to 17. So close loss, Steve, but a loss nonetheless. So that was our only best bet loss, and we both lost two units on that one. Yeah, I should have waited on it because the line trickled upwards, and if you waited until Sunday, you could have caught a plus seven. Those, um, uh, It was impressive by Baltimore, though, holding Buffalo in check for the entire game. You know, that's one thing I've learned for sure from this show because I actually I, I do a show on Sundays for Radio.com. The line movement uh, does mean a lot. You know, last week, uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, I took the Bengals for two units, getting eight and a half points. You lean Cincinnati. I think by the time that kicked off, 
the line was only seven and a half or seven points, Steve. And that ended up being the difference. The final yeah, so score was 27-19. Exactly. So it closes seven. And I, I got to tell you, Ross, that um, a lot of my pro betters, they poke fun at the, um, the what they call the steam chasers, where people will see who the very best out there, um, the best betters and the best betting syndicates will be taking the Bengals plus eight and a half. And they're like, oh, you know, the sharpest minds are taking the Bengals. I'm going to take the Bengals. Well, it doesn't do you a lot of good when you're catching seven. It's similar when you get a hot stock tip to, you know, buy a stock and you're buying it at a price that's much different from what the insiders have gotten in on. So by the time you get a piece of the Bengals plus seven, that's, um, uh, you know, when you work out all the math and the chances it lands on seven or eight, Plus eight and a half can be a really good bet, and plus seven a really bad one. It's really interesting. Uh, Redskins, Packers, you leaned Washington. I put a unit on them. They were getting 13 points. They lost 20 to 15, only lost by five points. So that was another unit for me there. Again, I took the Lions getting 14 points from the Vikings. Score was 20 to nothing for most of the time. Lions get a late touchdown to make it 20-7. to That's another unit for me. I know it doesn't always work, Steve, but, man, I like getting a lot of points, especially for those backdoor covers, those, you know, both the Redskins and the Lions scored late touchdowns. Yeah, and if you look at the Lions, they got completely crushed the entire game. Blau did nothing, but then Dalvin Cook got hardly any carries, in the second half because he was banged up and Blau got him in the back door. And when you think about it, all an NFL team really wants to do is to win. So when the Vikings were up 20 to nothing, they played prevent and um, plus 14 is a whole lot of points. So I look at it. Um, next game up was our third and final best bet of the week. We both liked the Niners getting three points against the New Orleans Saints, and they won outright in a crazy 48-46 to 46 game. So that was two units for both of us, Steve. What a wild game, and what a good bet for the two of us. Yeah, Jimmy G brings his team back from down double digits in the first half and then down the field on the final drive. Incredibly impressive, I think, performance by both teams. you got to wonder, Ross, if both teams aren't going to have a little bit of a lasting impact from that tough physical game, though. We both passed the Dolphins and the Jets, and we both passed the Bucks and the Colts, not knowing what we would get there. Broncos, Texans, I leaned Denver. You passed. Man, Denver hammered the Texans. That was surprising. My worst bet of the week was the Jacksonville Jaguars. Put two units on them. With Minshew coming back in, Chargers going across the country, and the Jags, I very rarely say this, Steve, but the Jags players are not putting forth the requisite effort either before the game or during it. They got destroyed. Guys were wide open. Guys were running for 80-yard touchdowns. I will not make that mistake again with the Jaguars. Yeah, five straight losses by 17 or more points by the Jaguars, and now a lame duck coach. Here's a team I want no part of the rest of the year. 
So I lost two units there. You lost two units betting on the Raiders, Steve. You broke one of your one of your cardinal sins. You bet on the Raiders. They were getting two and a half points. The Titans hammered them 42-21. Yeah, bad bet all the way around. No Josh Jacobs at running back. That's a huge deal. And when you don't have Renfro at wide receiver as well, and you're relying upon your offense, not your defense, and you don't have your key pieces, bad bet by me. Chiefs, Patriots. I put one unit on the Chiefs. Always a little nervous going against the Patriots, especially at home, especially to lose two in a row. But it worked. They won 23-16. to So that helped. And then uh, we both leaned Arizona. Good thing it was just a lean. They lost 23-17, to getting two and a half points. I leaned Seattle. You put two units on the L.A. Rams, Steve, and that was a good bet. Rams... We're getting two and a half points, and they won 28-12. to 12. Yeah, and Goff handed them seven points with a pick six in the third quarter. Rams really crushed Seattle, but it was a tremendous spot for the Rams, so let's not overreact to the fact that Seattle got run out in that game. Short week for them after having played Minnesota Monday night. We both passed the Giants and Eagles Monday night game. For the week, Steve, you were up one unit I was up five units. So that means for the year, I am up 30 units. I'm up to 30 now. You are up eight units. And we are 25 wins, 15 losses, and two pushes on our best bets. What does that mean, Steve, percentage-wise? Can you, if we're 25 wins, 15 losses, two pushes... 62.5%, right? I don't know, man. You're the math dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so 62.5%. So we're doing good on the best bets. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, well, let's keep it rolling here in week 15. Week 15's lines, Ross and Steve, as always, presented by betonline.ag using that promo code podcast1. Ross, let's start Thursday night football. The Jets at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens laying 14 and a half points with a total of 45. Yes, and I would add to that, Bri, that uh, I've won the podcast one Sportsnet Challenge now three times. So three different times if you've replied to my tweet at Ross Tucker NFL with your account number, you've had a chance to have some dough put into your account. So something to consider, something to do. Uh, BetOnline.ag, promo code PODCAST1. So, you know, Steve, if this line was 13.5, I'd probably lay the points with the Ravens. That's how much faith I have in them and how little faith I have in the Jets. At 14.5, I I just can't do it. That's just too many. Especially, you know, I can totally see the Ravens being up by 20 or 21. And, you know, it's Three minutes left in the fourth quarter, and Darnold leaves the Jets down for a touchdown. Pass in the game. I'm going to pass as well. I'll lean to the Jets. Uh, quad injury for Lamar Jackson. I expect him to play, but he may not run as much. Bottom line is the one thing the Jets' D does well is stop the run, and that's what Baltimore does the best. So they should be able to hold Baltimore somewhat in check. I'll lean Jets. Steve, let's go to Sunday where Detroit is hosting Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay laying three and a half points. 47 and a half is the total. 
Yeah, so three and a half certainly looks light to me for a Tampa Bay team playing very well. However, um, Mike Evans is going to be out for Tampa Bay, I believe, and Jameis Winston is only probable with a thumb injury. And I've learned if you're going to lay points, you've got to have your weapons, and you certainly have to have your quarterback at least close to 100%. I'll pass. You know what? That, my initial reaction was laying the points with the Bucks as well. But you make some good points. No Mike Evans. Not really quite sure what to expect from Jameis. And you never know when he could throw a couple pick sixes to Darius Slay. So this will be a pass for me as well. I, I would lean Tampa. In both these games, I'd probably lean laying the points. Lay with the Ravens, lay with the Bucks, But I'm not going to actually do it. Uh, you know I'm averse to that. Ross, the Philadelphia Eagles, your Philadelphia Eagles, laying four and a half points at the Washington Redskins. Total on this one is 40. Well, so the Eagles are really, really beat up. No Alshon Jeffrey. No um, Lane Johnson for this week. But the Redskins also won't have maybe their most important offensive player in Darius Geis. They still have Terry McLaurin. And no Ryan Kerrigan to take advantage of no Lane Johnson. So I would lean towards laying the points with the Eagles, but, I mean, man, they needed overtime to beat the Giants at home. I'm not going to come right back here and lay the points in Washington. So three straight leans to the favorite for me, but not feeling good enough about them to actually pull the trigger. I'm going to lean to Washington in this game. You know, this may be one of those rare situations where you see one team's fans take over a stadium and not help their team. In other words, I could see a whole lot of Philadelphia Eagle fans coming to Washington and booing their team <laughs> as they underperform yet again. Too many injuries on Philadelphia, and that offense, frankly, has not worked at all. Go back and watch the Seattle game when Jeffrey was out and Lane Johnson was out and how ugly that was. I will lean Washington. Steve, the Chicago Bears getting four and a half points at the Green Bay Packers. Total, 41. So this is a curious line because I am down on the Green Bay Packers. However, the markets are down even more on this team because Green Bay has a four-point home field advantage, and they're only laying four and a half. So this line is saying that Chicago, the horrible Bears, the um, meet, I should say, the mediocre Bears are almost as good as the Green Bay Packers, and I don't believe that. So I will lean to Green Bay just because this line is so low. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, my reaction was the other way. You know, the Packers have struggled um, for whatever reason. It's crazy to say that when a team's ten and three, but it's true. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bears. I'm gonna put two units on the Bears getting four and a half points. I like the way the Bears are playing. Uh, they're getting uh, Akeem Hicks back. I believe he should be back. He's a tremendous player. So. I'm going to go with the uh, the Bears getting the points. Two units getting the four and a half points. Ross, the next game is New England. Nine and a half point favorites at the Cincinnati Bengals. Forty and a half total. Yeah, I mean, what an interesting week for the Patriots. Um, something's really messed up with my computer right now. I don't know what happened. So, uh, you said it was nine and a half, Bray? Correct. Nine and a half with a total of forty and a half. <sighs> I'll pass the game. 
I was very tempted. I was leaning Patriots, laying that. You know what? Actually, Belichick's not going to be happy that the Bengals mentioned whatever the Bengals mentioned. They're going to find a way, and I think that they will keep their foot on the gas. I'm going to put a unit on the Patriots laying the nine and a half. Yeah, I'm going to pass the game as well. I want to play the Patriots to bounce back here. Um, however, you know, when you watch that, the rushing attack and Sony Michelle can't break any tackles, Brady's down to number 18 in QBR, and you're really asking the Patriots, are their defense to win the game? And if you're, cat, and if you're counting on your defense to win the game, covering almost double digits, very difficult. I'll pass. Steve, our next game is Houston at Tennessee, where Tennessee is laying three points with a total of 50. I'm going to lean to Tennessee in this game. I do think Tennessee is the better team right now. You know, i got to tell you, I'm frankly concerned about the line move here where money is coming in on Houston, and I don't understand it because Tennessee is clearly playing at a level that is better than Houston over the past month, and I'm going to respect the money that's coming in I don't understand it, but somebody is betting Houston out there and betting quite a bit, so I'm going to just lean to Tennessee. Yeah, maybe they're expecting a, uh, a bounce back from the Texans after that disappointing loss against the Denver Broncos. I'm rolling with the Titans. They have been dominant. I'm believing in their dominance. I don't like laying points. feel like I'm doing it too often this week, but two units – on the Titans, laying the three points against the Texans. The Seattle Seahawks, Ross, are laying six points at the Carolina Panthers. Total, 48.5. So the Panthers look like they might have kind of packed it in based on how they played in Atlanta. But I'm not sure one game is enough of a sample size. The Seahawks have been very good on the road. I don't know if Clowney's going to play. They lose Rashad Penny. I'm going to end up just passing the game, but I I would again lean to Seattle laying the six points. I'll lean to Seattle as well. We saw when Rivera got uh, sacked that all the money came against Carolina, which is unusual. Typically when a coach is fired, you see money come on that team, and the team plays um, very well, at least initially. And from all reports, Rivera was extremely well-liked in the locker room, and the fact that Carolina was a no-show last week makes me wonder if they're not going to be a no-show the rest of the year. Lean Seattle. Next game is Denver at Kansas City. Chiefs laying 10.5 points and 45.5 the total. Steve? So I want to play Kansas City. I've had Kansas City as an undervalued commodity basically all year long because of the fact that they've been compromised six games with their quarterback play, three games when Mahomes was playing and not 100%, and three games with Matt Moore. And if, you, if they'd had Mahomes healthy all year long, I really think Kansas City, you could make a case, they and Baltimore would be one and two in terms of clearly the two best teams. However, Mahomes banged his hand up, and so now, once again, I'm not sure he's 100%. I'll lean Casey. Yeah, look, I'm not getting all worked up about Drew Locke, but... That was a very impressive performance. And maybe more importantly, it just gives the team a lot of confidence and a lot of belief going into the next game. I still think the Chiefs win the game, but 10.5 points is a lot, especially for a Chiefs offense that hasn't been great right now. Put two units on the Broncos getting those 10.5 points. 
Ross, the Giants are three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against the Miami Dolphins with a total of 46-and-a-half. I guess I don't really understand why the Giants are favored at all. Uh, We don't know who the quarterback will be. I guess they did some positive things against the Eagles and the Dolphins aren't very good. But I don't know, man. Dolphins have been pretty, pretty consistently reputable for most of the season now, it seems like. I'll put one unit on the Dolphins getting the three and a half points. Yeah, I'm surprised that the Giants are laying three and a half. I don't have the Giants any better than Miami, and I don't know how big a home field they're going to have. And let's face it, Miami, seven field goals, no touchdowns last week. So they're unlucky to lose to the Jets. They get to travel back to New York, get to stay in the same hotel, I'm sure, um, same routine. And we saw how Buffalo responded to that same situation uh, early in the year, and I think it makes it a lot easier to travel when you've got an identical road trip So uh, because of that two units, Miami Dolphins. The best bet. Next game, Steve, it's actually Sunday night football. You may ask, why are we doing Sunday night football? Not at the end of the the Sunday games, because this game was originally a Sunday afternoon 1 o'clock game that was flexed in. It's Pittsburgh, two-point favorites at home against the Buffalo Bills with a low total, 36.5. So I'm going to play the under for a unit in this game. I've got two teams where the defenses absolutely have huge edges over the offenses. And you can make the case, well, the odds makers know that. That's why this total is so low at 36.5. But usually the odds makers have corridors. They don't like to deal totals lower than 36, and they don't like to deal totals above 54. And because of that, oftentimes the very lowest totals, they don't adjust enough for the edges the defenses have under 36.5 for a unit. Wow. I mean, that's the lowest total, I think, of the year, Steve, and you're still going under, huh? I am, Ross. You know what? I tend to agree with you. I think this score is going to be like 16-13. I'll go two units on the under, 36 and a half. Best bet. The best bet. Next game, it's the Oakland Raiders. Six and a half point favorites against the Jacksonville Jaguars. 45 and a half the total, Ross. Well, I mean, look, it's hard to have faith in either one of these teams right now, but I really don't think the Jags are going to come to Oakland and play very well. But the Raiders, they've been disappointing. They're running out of games, though, here in Oakland. I'll put one unit on the Raiders laying the six and a half. Yeah, a lot going on here. It is, you could make the case, one of the biggest home field advantage games potentially of the year because it's the last home game for the Oakland Raiders. So you would expect a frenzied crowd, except for the fact that that same crowd booed Carr and company off the field after their second half performance last week. So that might mitigate some of that big home field advantage. Uh, Further, Oakland's injured. Um, Their move the chains wide receiver, Renfro, is out. And more concerning, Josh Jacobs, their running back, couldn't play last week. I don't think he's going to be able to play necessarily this week. And that is a big hit to an offense. And we're relying on the Oakland offense, not the defense. But all we've seen out of Jacksonville is a whole bunch of quit here. Seven, five straight games they've lost by 17 or more points. So bottom line, I don't want either team. I'm going to pass. Next game, Steve, it's the Cleveland Browns. Two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Arizona Cardinals. Going to lean to Arizona here. 
Uh, Cleveland, not a good spot here, a sandwich spot. They play four of their last five games of the year against divisional opponents. They have Baltimore next week, and I could see them overlooking Arizona. Arizona gave up a long punt return touchdown to Pittsburgh. That's one of the reasons they lost to Pittsburgh last week. So uh, I could see this being a very close game. Taking the points makes sense to me. Uh, I'm actually, I'll go unit on Arizona. Yeah. I'm going to pass it. I I understand everything you just said, but Arizona has been struggling a little bit more. I, I, I think the Browns probably win by about a field goal. So I'll just pass the game. San Francisco 49ers, 11-point favorites at home against the Atlanta Falcons, Ross. 47 the total. They always give you those tricky numbers, like 11, and it's coming off of that big win over the Saints. I would lean to the Niners, but I 11 points is a lot to, to, to give. So I'll just lean. I'm not going to give that many. I'm going to lean to Atlanta. I think that win took a whole lot out of the 49ers. You look at that injury report, their center's out for the year. D. Ford's probably not going to play. There's other guys that are injured for San Francisco as well. So um, a 49er team that um, went all in and got the win against the Saints. Um, Frankly, I'm concerned also the fact that the 49ers spent the week in Florida. So they've been away from home now for uh, nine days, and they're coming back home as an 11-point favorite, that looks to me, well, could well be distraction week, lean Atlanta. Dallas Cowboys hosting the L.A. Rams. Rams favored by one in this one. 49, the total. Very interesting. So the Cowboys have really good stats and a losing record for the year. Part of the reason they've had really bad special teams, so they cut their kicker, uh, Myers, missed 10 field goals, bring in um, a new kicker, uh, they still have a bad punter, so they've got bad stats there. So there's reasons that um, Dallas is finding ways to lose games where they're winning the stats. Of course, their coaching staff is contributing to that as well, making poor decisions. And frankly, the Rams are playing much better. you got to wonder, in some ways, the Rams need the game a lot more than Dallas in that Dallas is already probably looking ahead to the showdown they have in Philly that game likely will decide their playoff fate. Um, bottom line, I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm passing the game. I know the Rams have been very good. Um, I guess I'd probably lean Rams at this point. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to put a unit on the Rams. They've been playing great. Cowboys have been playing crappy. Maybe that switches, but I'm going to put a unit, have some faith in the Rams. One unit on the Rams at Dallas. The L.A. Chargers at home against the Minnesota Vikings. This was the game originally scheduled for Sunday Night Football. Now 4 o'clock Eastern, 1 o'clock Pacific. Minnesota, two-and-a-half-point favorites, 44-and-a-half the total. Is it me or Steve? It's you, Ross. Sorry about that. All right. Um, I don't understand this line, Steve. There's really no home field advantage for the Chargers to speak of. In fact, I bet you there's more Vikings fans there. Oh, I think it'll probably be 75% Viking fans or us. Yeah, I'll put two units on the Vikings laying the two and a half points. I think they win the game by at least a field goal. I know the Chargers have good underlying statistics and played well against the Jaguars, but I don't expect them to win the game, and two and a half points isn't much. Very interesting. So we're, we're on a crossfire. We're going head-to-head. I got two units on the Chargers. I understand this line completely. The Vikings are favored because they're the ones that are – 
uh, can, they need the game. They are contending for a playoff berth. But there's a whole lot, in my opinion, to like about the Chargers here. Kirk Cousins has not been good uh, when he has to play a non-1 o'clock Eastern time start. So he has only covered one-third of his games. He's a creature of habit. You get him out of his, his routine, not nearly as good. And he's not nearly as good when he goes on the road and has to play on grass. Despite the fact that all the fans are going to be rooting for him, he's got to play his game on grass at the bad start time. And the Chargers, Chargers were supposed to win 10 games this year. The Vikings were supposed to win nine. The Vikings are roughly meeting expectations year to date. The Chargers are massively um, underperforming. But I'll make the case that the Chargers are right back in terms of how they're playing to where they should have been um, preseason expectations. What happened is they lost a whole lot of players initially. So they lost Hunter Henry for a while. Melvin Gordon was holding out. Russell Kuhn was hurt. Um, their safeties, Philip and Dur- Derwin James, have been out. All these guys are back now. Chargers are playing at a high level. Somehow they lost three close games where they completely dominated the stats. They lost against Oakland. They lost against Kansas City and Denver. And frankly, they should have won all three of those games. And if they had, the Chargers probably would be laying two and a half, not getting two and a half in this game. We already saw the Chargers run out Green Bay, despite all the Packer fans in the stadium. I think the Chargers are going to blow Minnesota out here. This is going to be a big bet for me. I'm just still hoping to get plus three, but two units plus two and a half Chargers. Finally, Steve, Monday Night Football, the Indianapolis Colts at the New Orleans Saints. New Orleans, nine-point favorites, 46 the total. So I want no part of the Colts, who are now 1-8 and eight straight up, 1-7-1 against the spread with no T.Y. Hilton. Um, and they have cluster injuries, Indy does at receiver as well. So they have no receivers. So I want to tease the Saints, and I want to bet the Saints. But I'm not going to when I look at the injury report because the Saints – Cluster injuries at O-line, cluster injuries at linebacker, and now more injuries on the defense. My goodness, that was a war, that game against San Francisco, so I'm worried about lasting impacts. I'll pass. Yeah, I don't have much on this game. Um, Colts are a tough team for me to figure. I don't know what's going to happen with the Saints. I'm not going to lay nine points. I think the Colts are competitive enough that they could keep it competitive, but I don't feel good enough about them to take the points, that will be a pass for me as well. Excellent work, Steve, as always. Let's keep it going. Want to get you into the double digits in the black. Want to keep the best bets rolling. And, man, if I could stay in the 30s, maybe even get to the 40s by the end of the year, that would be amazing, absolutely amazing. Almost as amazing as BetQL app. I'm not going to say that that's my secret sauce, but – you might want to check out the BetQL app. You might want to tell them I sent you. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, BetQL app or go to betql.co or just read my column every week that I post on Twitter and Facebook, my BetQL bet of the week. Other than that, I think we're done. Make sure you check out Andrew Brandt. had a lot of good things to say today about this latest Patriot stuff. And the officiating and the salary cap and more. And we got both episodes of the Fantasy Feast podcast have posted already as well. Other than that, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Follow my bets, you will. 
Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast, Business of Sports, and the College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.